High City Gates Church, Bicantania, and then especially Toby and Loretta. This is for you, the two of you, Toby and Loretta. We hear that you are moving off to Quinell to go and help Lawrence and Liz. Man, that is such amazing news. And uh, what an unfolding God story for you guys. And if you think about it, I mean, from Africa to Toronto to Quinell, it's amazing. And uh, we really can't wait to hear some of the amazing God stories that will unfold as this takes place. I mean, we've heard things from Lawrence and Liz already, but there's going to be so much more. I know this isn't going to be easy because you're leaving family behind. You're taking four smaller children, uh, grandkids. You're taking them across the country. And uh, man, are they going to grow up in such an inheritance uh, being part of all of this? And so I want you to know we'll be praying for you as a site, One Harbor site here in North Carolina. You and I personally will be praying for you. You uh, have been a delight to the two of us in so many different ways. And who knows, maybe we get a chance to come and visit you out there one day, especially if Lawrence makes those uh, amazing sticky rib things that he does. So we want to wish you Godspeed, God bless, and um, what a journey. We live in anticipation of what he's going to do through you. God bless you too. Toby Mack, Chris Knight here from Seattle, Washington, Stone Church, City Gates. You guys helped plant our church five years ago. And Toby came out for a church planning uh, cohort here in Seattle. Loved his visit here. He became a buddy. We've hung out at different conferences and have stayed in touch. Toby, um, I still can remember the first time I saw you in concert. Wait, no, that's... Oh, this is Toby Mack from City Gates. Oh yes, different Toby Mack. Hey, in all honesty, Toby, you are uh, worthy of respect. You and your family are gonna do great. Welcome out east, out to the west coast, that is. Um, it's not close to Seattle per se, but we're still gonna come visit you and the church in Quiznell. And I am excited for you, what you will bring to that city and the region for advance. So I'm excited for you and City Gates, way to send out uh, some of your very best, and I congratulate all of you. Hey, to the Mac family. Uh, we are so excited about having you guys come to Quinell and to join us and be part of the team. What an adventure it will be. Um, you know, the Bible speaks so clearly about the character of leaders, and you guys uh, are loving, humble, um, responsible, trustworthy. Uh, you live sacrificially, um, and uh, immediately our team is going to be stronger because you guys come and join us. We've just been going through a, a difficult season. Uh, we had a son in the faith who passed away about 10 days ago, um, and it's been really difficult. But uh, at the same time, Last Sunday, um, I baptized four people, and we had at least another salvation. And so we see God doing amazing things, and uh, it, it will be amazing to have you guys join us and be part of our team to put your hands to the plow. And uh, as I said immediately, our team is going to be stronger and better with you guys, with us. Um, to Vic and to Mike, thank you for sending us your very best. Um, we love you guys, and thanks.
lot of pressure now. <laughs> um, I'm also glad I didn't wear shorts. And, uh, <laughs> um, if I haven't met you yet, my name's Toby, if you didn't know, and, um, and uh, I, I won't be getting to know you, unfortunately, because uh, on Thursday, Thursday morning, we are beginning our trek uh, out west, uh, so we're going to take three days uh, to just leave Ontario. So I don't... <laughs> I, we're, we're just going to take it slow, um, but you know, uh, if you are new, and I know some of you have, have joined this community even during the pandemic and, and all these things, man, I just trust that this uh, indeed will be a, a local body worshiping Jesus that you can grow in and find community. And I am uh, so, so confident of that because it has been that for us for the last five years. Um, this is uh, the last week you know, as the last breach, and I, I don't know at what point as we drive across, I transitioned to becoming like a Two Rivers Church member, but um, <laughs> that's going to happen. But in light of, you know, Mike, uh, Mike's preach last week about um, uh, contentment and envy and, 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 and gratitude, I, actually, I, I do want to start uh, by just saying thanks. Uh, thanks again to Brett and Jess. I don't even know you guys are here. Uh, the secret's out. Your house is awesome, and, uh, you know, it doesn't matter that you have three small children and, and another one on the way. You guys uh, really just thank you so much. And for the hospital, you guys and uh, the Ocredos and others who opened up their homes during um, that, that season we were at watch parties, wow. I, I, w- I was just floored by the hospitality you guys showed week in and week out. That, that was really, really um, amazing. Um, Thank you to so many of you who have uh, taught and had a conversation and loved our children. Um, you've held them, you've seen them grow. I was just recalling again that, that photo from St. Francis Center where we used to meet and the special smells that would greet the teachers as they walked out into the dungeon or the basement or whatever that's called. And there was a, I think there was a pit of grease for some reason. I don't know who was deep frying there, but... Um, just thank you um, so much. Thank you to uh, so many friendships that have been forged, uh, particularly those outside of our community group that have, that have happened and, and, and the connections that we've, we've just been showered with gifts and cards, uh, and we'll have to find a way to pack it in our two cards. Um, but I think of even a, a few, maybe a month or two, two months ago, Jill, who, who said, hey, Loretta, Come join our, our community group on Saturdays. We just want to pray. We want to pray for you. And they were praying specifically in that, at that point that we'd find tenants for a house. We were renting out a house. And, and then a week or two later, we found uh, friends, uh, distant friends, but who were coming back, actually teaching English in China. They, they want to be close to their uh, aging parents. And we've, in conversation now, we found out we've been a blessing to them that they've been able to rent a house and we can know and trust them. Um, a few weeks ago, about... 12, uh, sorry, about two months leading into this time now, uh, we were still without a home in Quenelle, and the prospect of living in a trailer, which was a gracious offer, like a, 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 a RV trailer, uh, team, teammates said, hey, come stay here if you have no other things, and I said, okay, like that's, that's, a, that's a place, um, but we sent out a message to a Facebook post of this house. It turns out they are actually related 
uh, a brother who's related to the sister of one of the team members on the Two Rivers Church um, launch team. And immediately they're like, we want you. We want you guys. And uh, so we do have a, a place, uh, a home to, to arrive into. We're so thankful for that. Um, I want to thank those who we've uh, enjoyed life through community groups. Of course, we always pump the tires of the uh, community group, but uh, the community group we've been a part of, and, and, and all, the, all you guys know who you are, have been the real, like, have been the real reason that we are excited every time we make these announcements, and uh, particularly through the pandemic. I want to give a special shout out to James um, and Elaine, who we, where is, is, I don't know, is James, James is there, oh, he's behind the pole, um, <laughs> who we very confidently hand over um, leadership of this group to. There were nights, I don't know if you had these nights, where I was in my own Google Meet waiting room looking at my grainy self on a Wednesday <laughs> evening, wondering who was going <laughs> to click yes to the link. Uh, and you know what? I was never alone. I, James and Orlane were always there. Uh, so I just thank you guys. You guys have been such a rock for us. Um, to Mike and Weena, I, I have a very vague memory of meeting you in 2015 in South Africa. I was just like, there are people from Ajax in South Africa. This is really strange. And then there's this church uh, called City Gates, which I, and I had, at that point, not really been to Ajax before. I'm not, I'm just, I just had not. Uh, and um, I just, uh, I'm just um, so thankful for you. We've uh, shared many early morning meetings, uh, too many office memes in our messages. Um, but, you know, just to experience and see your wisdom walked out in real time. It's, it's constantly on display, and you love people from every age, from every walk of life. It has been a privilege, and uh, we, we love you. We'll miss you guys. Uh, Vic, Vic and Tanya, who, who aren't here, and, and the Stanner family. You know, because of you, I put on uh, so many hats here, you know, church plant intern, video guy, and, and I'm, I'm partly shocked that I am an elder, but here I am. Uh, I can wholeheartedly confess to you that I just bought a camera and showed up. I, I didn't know, actually, <laughs> what I was doing. So thank you uh, for trusting me. Thank you for many of you, actually, who, who trust me in taking videos for you in other arenas. And, and this is the, the crazy thing. Uh, uh, two months ago, I saw a job pop-up in Quenelle for Shaw Television. They needed a video producer to shoot local stories. I applied to that job. I said to them, I have zero broadcast and TV experience. Um, I also said to them, whether I have this job or not, I am moving to Quinnell. I got that job. <laughs> and, and now, and so, and they are helping us with relocation, even though I said I'm moving anyways. And uh, the, God has just provided massive for us. And so, um, yeah, I'll be working for Shaw TV. I don't know what that actually looks like. But uh, <laughs> thank you, Vic and others who, like, I, I did not, I, I, this was like, I just learned this. So, and this is just God's grace uh, on, uh, on our lives and, and for our family. So, um, Vic, I've learned uh, what it is to lead, to cast vision, to craft words carefully, not to spell check. Uh, <laughs> 
If you didn't know, Vic's not-so-updated uh, blog is called uh, A Tribute to Grace. Um, it's, it's not so updated, but um, I have seen firsthand uh, that in your life, how you run, how you parent, how you husband, how you lead, how you design, how you build, how you love Jesus is indeed a tribute to grace. So thank you. Uh, I am a better man for it. Thank you. Uh, a few times already I've heard this word, um, mystery, and, and if, if this sermon had a title, it is um, Into the Mystery, Courage in the Chaos. And I'd say I'm terrible at sermon titles. Like usually Vic's like, what's your sermon title? I'm like, oh. Into the mystery, courage in the chaos. And that's because since October 2021, when we kind of sense God's call to Quinnell, and we kind of put August, or at least, you know, we want to get there before the kids start school. Okay, let's say August. I have kind of had this picture of this big, black, jello-y, oily wall. And we are walking towards said wall. And being now that it is August and it's like five days until we drive, I feel like our faces are starting to like enter, you know, the wall. Because, because it's, an, it's a no. What is behind that wall is, is, is really a no. I mean, we've visited, we've seen, we've, we've looked at the Google, you know, map view a million times. But we don't know what rhythms and routines and what school is going to look like. Um, and it is true that for most of you here, if you, you place a bet, you have a, a pretty, maybe pretty good idea of tomorrow, the next day, maybe what September looks like if you're starting a new school or job. It's true, you, you, could, you could place a better bet. But it's also true that all of us are actually walking into the mystery just a little bit. And that's, that's credit to uh, Need to Breathe as a, a band who, who we hear, uh, we hear uh, often. And we all need courage in the chaos of whatever wall we are facing and walking into. And um, into this dark and gloomy... Now, it's just a metaphor, so, you know, just leave it for what it is. I have um, one truth and uh, three charges for us. One truth and three charges. And uh, this has really come through, actually... A lot of uh, the the reading through seeing Jesus together, which we've you know been, some of us have been doing for like six or most of the year, and and this this theme kept on popping up, and it is in the um, area of sanctification. I'll, I'll just tell you what I mean in a second, but but here's the truth that I want to leave with you and me today. It's this: our sanctification is as sure as our salvation. Our sanctification, that is the process of becoming holy, of becoming more like Jesus. That's, that's the behind the word sanctification or saints, holiness. In other words, if God saves us, so will he see us through. If God has saved us, if he has saved you and me, he will see us through. Charles Spurgeon puts it this way. If he gives you the grace to make you believe, and that is what we believe. He will give you the grace to live a holy life afterwards. Sanctification, 
as I mentioned, is this process or this journey of being, uh, according to Romans 8.29, being conformed to the likeness of Jesus. John Piper defines it this way, sanctification as the action by which we bring our feelings, our thoughts, and acts into conformity to the infinite and all-satisfying worth of God. J.C. Ryle was a 19th century um, pastor, theologian in England. Um, he's, I think he's kind of just beyond the Puritan time. He's surprisingly easy, easy to read uh, if, if you find him. Uh, and this is what he says. Uh, J.C. Ryle, Holiness is the habit of being of one mind with God. According as we find his mind described in Scripture, it is the habit of agreeing in God's judgment, hating what he hates, loving what he loves, and measuring everything in this world by the standard of his word. That's sanctification. Sanctification is that inward spiritual work that makes us practically godly in life. So why, why this truth? Why, why, why did this come to the forefront? I think it's partly because I was anticipating being away from the day-to-day and the week-to-week life of this community. And maybe you're wondering about me, I'm going to wonder about you, what, what's going to happen to the Mac family? Right? What, and, and maybe I'll think, man, what, are, are you guys going to make it? Am I going to, are, we going to, are we going to see it through to the end? That uh, was on my mind. And, and maybe it's also now with older, growing children, Will they believe? Will, will they be sanctified? Will they come through? And maybe you have friends and family who you pray for and you cry out for and you're wondering, will they make it through? And here's the thing, while the matter of who saves, there's, there's, a, there's a bit of a, a debate uh, in, in, in Christian theology. We're, we're pretty settled here. But the debate is about who, who saves. Like, is it you and I when we... Um, found that Bible or that podcast or said the prayer? Like, is it, is it you and me? Is it in our hands ultimately? Or is it in God's hands who chooses, who elects, who, and, the, and, and uh, the Bible uses predestines, which are kind of like a little offensive to us, like what God chooses? And at City Gates, we're pretty settled here. It's God. I mean, we respond with faith, but we are pretty settled of the question, who saves God saves. Ephesians uh, 2, 8, 9, 4, by grace you have been saved through faith. This is not of your own doing. It is the gift of God, not a result of works, so that, it's like Paul knows our heart, so that no one can boast. So you can't be like, yeah, that's right. I'll save. No, no, no. God saves. And I think that while on this matter we've been said, for me personally, I think I've struggled a little bit wondering, did I just get snuck in the club and then now I got to fight my way through? Like, what, what about the rest of the journey? I mean, I'm in, but, but am I, am I going to make it? Like, am I really going to grow? Am I, what, what is this process of becoming like Jesus going to look like? And over and over, I um, came across scripture that said, no, 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 no. If he saves you, He's going to sanctify you. Romans uh, 8, 28 and 29. Romans 8, of course, a, a beloved chapter. This is, and I, I, I never noticed this. It says this, verse 28, And we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good, for those who are called according to his purpose. Coffee mug, got it. Verse 29, 
For those whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his Son. That's what he predestined us for, to be conformed to the image of his Son in order that we might be the firstborn among many brothers. 1 Thessalonians 4.3 For this is the will of God, your sanctification. God's will, not your will. God's will is for you and I to be sanctified. 1 Peter 1, uh, 1-2, uh, just the, this intro, Peter, an apostle of Jesus Christ, he, he's writing to this region, he says, according to the foreknowledge of God, the Father, in the sanctification of the Spirit, for obedience to Jesus Christ and for the sprinkling of His blood. That's who he's writing to. Ephesians um, Chapter 1, verse 4 to 5. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places, even as He chose us in Him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and blameless before Him. That's what He's chosen us for. I have this picture of like, we're, we're thinking about going to Wonderland as like one last thing. And in Wonderland, unlike the X, if this is the X still operates like this, when you go to the X, you gotta pay for every ride. You gotta like you gotta buy the tickets. In Wonderland, when you get in, you get to ride everything. Except there's a slingshot thing. But you get to ride almost <laughs> everything. Like when you're in, you're in and you get to enjoy all that's there. That's what's that's that's the reality, that's the truth that has come uh, that has been so helpful to me. As Charles again Spurgeon said, if he gives you the grace to make you believe. He will give you the grace to live a holy life afterward. And I, I'm just so thrilled to know that even at the distance we have, and, and, I, and I'm going to check it on the socials, and, I'm, and we're going we're gonna to visit, and I, I'm expecting to, to pick some of you up at either Prince George or Vancouver. You pick, okay, and I'll pick you up. And you're going to come, and we're going to see each other. We're gonna, but I expect that you will grow that God's going to grow you. And, and even though there's much imperative, in, and I have three charges for us to, to go after, that ultimately it is not up to us, that all our efforts are wrapped up in God's goodness and his providence and his choosing for us. Uh, Ryle, R.C. Ryle again, he says this, in justification, in justification, so salvation, the word to be addressed uh, to man is belief, only belief. In sanctification, the word must be watch, pray, and fight. And so that's, those are my three charges to you. Watch, pray, and fight. So uh, really briefly, but um, let me encourage us uh, with these three charges. The first one is watch. Watch. And that, I think, at first it means to stay awake. You know, that was what the, the, the disciples were struggling with. Jesus was like, he was praying his guts out and the disciples were falling asleep. It's to stay awake. It's to keep our eyes open. Yes, to, to the world, to politics and to trends and to culture, yes. But, but mostly to the things of God. Mostly to the things of God. We should be very careful in a world where there are many things that can draw our attention, that we are not fans or fanatics of things beyond the things of God. And, and there are so, so many. This is what Ryle says. 
fight against any rising disposition to be sleepy, critical, and fault-finding while you listen to the preaching of the gospel. He says this, Whatever you do for God, do with all your heart, mind, and strength. In other things, be moderate and dread running into extremes. If you find yourself in the extremes of things outside of the things of God, be, be warned. Be warned. Be awake to the things of God. But if, if you're like, if you have your degree or PhD or whatever or doctorate in something else other than, than the, the, his word and, and prayer and, and all those things, God, beware. We need to stay watchful and awake for what God is doing. And, and I do commend you, even in particular, as, as you consider every social media post you, you do and you don't. Beware of extremes of things that are not at the heart of the gospel. If, if you are to, to, to put words out there, give courage and love and speak truth and, 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 and love uh, with those words uh, online in particular. We watch also actually by waiting. We watch by waiting. That's, that's what a lot of watchmen do. They're waiting. Uh, in our cleaning up of our house, uh, I think Vic and, or Liam can confirm this, I found, and I now have lost, an iPhone 3G, okay? This was the second generation, had the round black back, uh, and uh, it still turned on. None, nothing else worked, but it turned on. You know, phones, if you've noticed, I mean, of, of the many ways they've changed us, they've changed the waiting game. Have you ever seen anyone wait now without immediately, like, like it's been a second, and then it's checking this. Check, like, waiting has completely changed. We've, we've kind of, like, gotten out of it a little bit. But as Christians, we join with the history of the people of God who have been waiting waiting long. For some, it was, you know, in the Psalms as they cried out, like in Psalm 31, be strong, let your heart take courage, all who wait for the Lord. And they were waiting for this promised Messiah. When would it happen? Many of them didn't see it coming. And even as we're on this side, uh, you know, 2,000 years later, we now are in the, uh, we're still in the wait game. We're waiting for Jesus to return. We're waiting uh, for his coming again. And probably in your lives, there is something you are waiting for. I, actually, I'm sure. You are waiting for something. And, and I want to give you a courage that as you wait for the Lord and what he's going to do, or that next season, or that result, he is worth waiting for. He is worth waiting for in this time. You know, it, it's a strange charge to say, watch and wait. But, but this, this, this is the life we're living in. This is the call that um, part of the call that we've been given. And this is a day-by-day day thing. Um, 2 Corinthians 4.16, So we do not lose heart. Though our outer self is wasting away, our inner self is being renewed day by day. Jesus talked about every day having its trouble. Every day has its trouble. He said, don't, don't worry about tomorrow. Be in today. It has its trouble. But you're actually also being renewed and Lamentations, that verse, verse uh, chapter 3, that says, uh, The mercies of the Lord are new every morning. 
They are new every morning. When we are waiting, we, we, need, we, we need to fix our eyes on them. And I, I finally have a, you know, a positive metaphor or lesson from our phones. Because, you know, we like to just, uh, you know, we, phones can be bad, right? Okay. Um, <laughs> but it's this, is that every night, unless your phone is more, way more awesome than mine, you remember to plug in your phone, don't you? I think you do, right? Every night you remember to plug in your phone. This is what John Piper says. The fact that you're running out of gas or juice or battery every day puts you in the station. And God says, that station is me. You need to plug in every day, even as we wait and watch for the Lord. Uh, in 2016, as we were leaving Tanzania from Trudy, uh, Sheshi and Trudy who led that church uh, Sheshi who, who passed away but Trudy actually gave us a picture uh, gave Loretta a picture of an open door and green mountains and hills we had we were moving back to Markham, Ontario <laughs> there were no green mountains or hills and we just we kind <laughs> we just kind of tucked that one away we're like Okay, let's, let's see. And here we are, <laughs> driving across the country to British Columbia. Um, and, man, God is good. And, uh, yeah, it's been worth the wait, although there's a long drive ahead of us. Uh, a second charge for you is pray. Watch and pray. Uh, I want to briefly, very briefly, tell you... Um, a little bit about our story, Laura and I. We met, uh, I was 16, she was 17, okay? And we were volunteering downtown uh, at uh, Young Street Mission. And uh, our friendship grew, and it was around 19 or 20, we're uh, heading off to university. Apparently everyone knew that we liked each other, but I was like, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> in first year university, I was at Waterloo, she was at University of Toronto. She called me, she said, Toby, um, I'm not going to date for the, net, for the season of university because I want to devote my life to Jesus. And I was like, oh. Like, apparently, I, on, on, we, we use old phones, like the string thing. And I said, apparently I was encouraging. I don't know what I said, but I didn't like, give, show my hand. Like, oh, that wasn't my plan. Um, <laughs> but you know, to her credit, that, that gave us room, actually, to, to grow and to mature without being boyfriend and girlfriend and, you know, being attached in that way. And uh, the, the, I guess, you know, the, the end of the story is we got married. But, like, um, <laughs> oh, well, actually, no. The story is we did not date, got married, and had a terrible first year of marriage. That's part of the story. <laughs> but part of this journey was that, you know, as we were married and we, we would spend time praying together... Um, I would often find myself opening my eyes, okay, because that's allowed, I guess, and, and Loretta would be like, just like deep into prayer, uh, often with, with tears, and I found myself like a little out of place, because it seemed very personal on one hand, and it was like, oh, am I, like, am I included in this? <laughs> But actually, into my early years of being a Christian, I would say I was in proximity 
to a lot of godly things, to, to, to Christian things, but I didn't have personal prayer. I was in proximity, but I didn't have that personal connection. And so in regards to prayer, I have, I'm, I'm still an amateur. And I'm still, I feel like it's been a long journey for me. But I want to encourage you to go to personal, as Jesus, closet type prayer. And, and, and come out to um, prayer meetings. Pray together in your community groups. That's where we're going to learn some of the language of prayer. And, and you can listen and you can see and, and, and we observe a little bit. But there's nothing that's going to replace your prayer life, personally, that no one's going to see. That, that we can ask about, but no one can do for you. That, that you, you, just, we, you can't manufacture. One more time, Ryle says this. He, has, um, he that has union with Christ does well, but he that enjoys communion with him does far better. Find communion with God. And my one um, uh, encouragement to you or a suggestion is, is to push through your pen. One of the ways that seeing Jesus together, this tool, this discipleship tool that is for everyone at CityGate, it's not an exclusive cup. If you want a journal, we will give it to you. One of the ways that has been so helpful is that with all, the, all, with all the places your mind can go when you're just, you know, doing this, when you push and pray through your pen, it just, it focuses your mind through this kind of your body and then onto your pen or your pencil onto the paper. And that has helped me so much. And, and because it is also pushing in through Scripture, you're, you're, you're going to get somewhere. If you give it time, I guarantee you will find intimate moments with Jesus uh, through this tool and using your pen to paper. Uh, fight and push through your pen. This is, and, and the last charge um, is fight. It's fight. Uh, one of my favorite memories uh, with City Gates, although uh, honestly yesterday it's going to rank pretty high too, one of my favorite moments is our first, uh, or kind of first, at least in a long time, our first um conference or summer camp or where actually Tom and you know were there and we were huh retreat Retreat. that's the word retreat summer camp retreat Um, (laughs) we were up at Jackson's Point so we were like uh, north by Simcoe it was blazing hot it was so hot and uh, it was a big big still is a brick building that retains a lot of heat and it was and that afternoon I think it was Saturday afternoon we were all out on the beach because you know you had to be and, you know, it was the kind of beach where the water goes out really far, but, like, for me, waist high, for you, maybe lower. Uh, and we spent a good amount of time, a number of us, playing catch, like with a football. And I just, I remember, do you know that feeling of running and walking through water? Like, <laughs> it's just this kind of interesting Thing because you're, I mean, your body is in the air, but you, you then you feel the density, which is 800 times that of air, and 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 it's kind of it's working you in a way that you're not used to, but it's at the same time you are moving, and there's a, a kind of 
satisfaction to the fact, I mean, you're going to be sore, but you're using your strength and you are fighting through that water. That, that's a picture I have when I see, when I think of the word fight. Guys, run in the water. I know Jesus walked on the water. This is a little different picture. <laughs> Resist the urge to cruise. Resist the urge to just float and stand still. When you, when you feel that resistance, that res- actually push through it. Push through waking up earlier than you're comfortable with to get to that reading. Give your time and your energy more than you would want to and be tired at the end of the day. Have the difficult conversation that is at first super awkward, but then you will learn for the second conversation perhaps how to better craft your words. Guys, do not go on cruise control. Fight. Of course, Jesus' own words. If anyone, he said to all, everyone, not just the 12, he said, hey, everyone, if anyone would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. For whoever would save his life uh, will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake will save it. And Paul to Timothy says, But as for you, O man of God, flee these things. Pursue righteousness, godliness, faith, love, steadfastness, gentleness. Fight the good fight of the faith. Take hold of the eternal life to which you were called and about which you made the good confession in the presence of many witnesses. City gates, keep fighting. Keep fighting. When we put all these imperatives and instructions in the New Testament throughout the Bible and pair it together with this truth that God is the one who sanctifies us. God is going to see us through. We can make sense of the things like this when Paul says in Philippians 3.12, not that I have already obtained this, the resurrection and, and all the glory there, or I am already perfect, but I press on to make it my own because Christ Jesus has made me his own. And I've kind of struggled with that paradox for a long time. How do I make it my own? It's because Christ Jesus has made me his own. And in this, man, I just, I'm just, I just trust in what God will do in you and what God will do in us as we go Actually, um, you know, the funny thing is, um, I'm not the talkative one in our relationship. Loretta is the extrovert 10 out of 10. I'm the introvert uh, 10 out of 10. Uh, But, uh, you know, she, she, I want to actually give her the last word uh, because she wanted to share something. So she's going to have to say, and then uh, we'll have a time of prayer. This one? I need to hold your mic. (laughs) 
So I just, um, yeah, I just wanted to close our time by sharing um, something that I was reminded of this week, actually, um, about God's faithfulness and answered prayer. Um, so Toby mentioned before um, about prior to being married. Um, I remember that we were 18, 19, getting to know each other, and you know, he was kind of, I was, you know, getting to know him and he was checking off boxes like, okay, he loves Jesus. He's a nice guy. But one box that he didn't check actually was that he was not open to missions. So that was one thing that I remember he was like, nope, wouldn't do that. Won't do that. And um, so I prayed. So I remember being 19 and I prayed silently. It was just between me and God. I never told him this. But I just prayed for him, and for about a year, then a year later, he actually came to me and said, oh, I'm going to go on this thing. I'm going to go on a short-term mission trip. So he went to South Africa, Mozambique, and Swaziland. Um, and as this week, or these last couple of weeks, packing, sorting through things, I found a letter from that missions trip, so that one of the exercises was for them to, they said, write a letter to yourself. And so, I mean, one thing was just, again, like just amazing how God has, even before we were married, just a reminder of his faithfulness and, and goodness. Um, but I don't know if anyone wants to hear from 20-year-old Toby. Um, <laughs> So I got his permission, and so I'm going to read a few things. I was so blessed by this, and this is why I wanted to share it with you guys as well. So just some excerpts. Toby, things to remember. God is God all over the earth. Look out of your little box once in a while and pray for others. Think eternity. There is heaven waiting. All those times you shared your testimony and challenged people with the gospel, remember to keep on going, to die, that a life can live in you fully, the life of Christ. How much your heart overflows when God fills it, and just how empty of Toby you need to be. There is no life like the life of a missionary. To not stop preaching, test those wings. That God created you, he loves you so much that he died for. That is your motivation and nothing else. Nothing if you are living for school, money, a car, a tattoo, a person, or anything but God. Then climb yourself off that altar and once again offer yourself as a living sacrifice. Um, so, yeah, that was 20-year-old Toby. Um, and I hope there was something there for you, too. <laughs>